When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's going to be picked off. And now they'll go to the Buccaneers end zone to celebrate. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Very disappointing this never happened to me. I don't know. I can't remember last time I shut out. The Rich Eisen Show. We just didn't execute great, obviously. Just a tough night, so didn't do much anything right. Unleash the it. Today's guest, Steelers safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer Rick Stroud, plus Overreaction Monday and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Okay. Okay, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live in Los Angeles, California. Hoping everybody is happy and healthy wherever you are taking in this show on NBC Sports on Peacock or Sirius XM Channel 85. Serious audio, uh, NBC Sports audio. We're, we're, we're having a good time here on our program, on this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate. Also, you might be streaming us coast-to-coast on Odyssey. Our YouTube page is always a nice safety net. If you missed anything, you want to keep up to speed on things, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. How are you there, Christopher? Yo, Rich, what's happening, man? Good to see you. I'm uh, wondering if you're doing all right because you forgot how, uh, what it felt what? like to actually see your football team lose. It's been uh, two months. That, that actually did that happen over the weekend? Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. Yeah, how are you over there, you, sir? How you good doing? to see you. Yeah. How you doing? TJ Jefferson of the second season like Dallas do this Cowboys. How about you? <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I'm not not the most impressive W. Yeah, I'll be exactly. very honest. Hey, a dub is a dub is a dub is a dub. It is. I don't see you know any photographs in the uh, in the standings. Like they said, there should be photographs in the standings. Don't see any you know photographs I mean? in the standings. Like always, looks like a line drive in the scorebook. Eh, let's add a picture. We should add a photograph. Let's huh? add a picture, a hyperlink, just something. I mean, it, m- most people are, are are looking at it on their phones anyway. Yeah, it's these days. almost 2020. You know, not we, a bad idea. We can figure this out. Uh, let's, you should get on that. RES Consulting <laughs> should get on that. On it. <laughs> so, teams that feel really good today, right now, number one has to be the Kansas City Chiefs, who sat back and watched the entire craziness of Saturday and Sunday play out. And now they're going to watch the entire craziness of Monday and Tuesday play out. And they're already in the clubhouse. They're already in the clubhouse with a big-time win on the road in division. And then they just sat there and watched the Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans. And that was after the Colts beat the New England Patriots. And all of a sudden, who's the one seed in the American Football Conference after all this time, after going 1-2 and and 2-3 and 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 3-4, and everybody wondering if the Chiefs are anything but a total disappointment this year. And Mahomes does this, and he used to do that. And the offensive line does this, and they used to do that. And the defense hasn't done anything. That was the way it was in the first seven weeks of this season. Guess who's got the only 10-win record in the AFC right now? And guess who's number one atop the entire conference right now based on the way everything broke down? That's right, the Kansas City Chiefs. They got to feel really good about themselves. And now all of a sudden, you've got a change at the top of the AFC North. The Ravens were the number one seed a couple of weeks ago, and they've lost a couple in a row. 
they're now eight and six. And they are at the top of the sniffing it column right now. And the Colts, once upon a time, 0-3, and, and once upon a time, 1-4, and 4, they're 8-6 and 6 in front of the Chargers and the Bills, who are all 8-6, and 6, like the Bengals, who, because they've beaten the Ravens already once this year, and they do play again, they're in first place in the AFC North due to a dub in Denver this weekend. Let's see what Cleveland does this afternoon against the Raiders. It looks like it's going to be big Nick Mullins. Because even with that game postponed from Saturday to Monday, Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum, neither of them could test out and get off that COVID list. So it's big Nick Mullins after all anyway. The the Browns do get a handful of players back that couldn't have played on Saturday that will be able to play today. But hey, Raiders, it's now your time. You got to come up with this win. Must win territory for the Las Vegas Raiders this afternoon. And the Browns, the door is open. The door is open for them to win this division. Because, again, the Ravens are 8-6. and six. They could match them right there. And the Bengals, the Browns have already beaten them. The Browns could sweep the Bengals and win this division, like I told you, is the case when the Browns beat the Ravens a couple of weeks uh, just last week and when the Browns beat the Bengals before that. And like I told you, when the Ravens initially beat the Browns, it's still out there. And the Steelers are sitting there at 7-6-1. and one. Because they're like The Undertaker every other week. They're down and out, and they get up. Like they did against the Tennessee Titans, who had a shot coming into this weekend to not only clinch the AFC South, but when that went away because the Colts won on Saturday night, they had a chance to be the one seed. All they had to do was beat Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh couldn't do it. Steelers are now off the mat again. Minka Fitzpatrick is joining us in a matter of moments. Now then. The team that also has to feel really good. Let's look at the NFC. Green Bay Packers. They held on for dear life in the bank yesterday. They fell down early. Then they got up late, big, and then the Ravens came back because Tyler Huntley can play football, folks. Mm -hmm. Good And John Harbaugh went for it again instead of kicking an extra point. And once again, that two-point conversion fell short. And um, and so the Ravens fall to eight and six and Green Bay falls to 11 and three. And the way that Aaron Rodgers is playing again, whatever is going on with his pinky toe is the is the what the uh, foot version of the podi- the podiatristic version of uh, Jordan's flu. All right. Because he is playing lights out football. And everybody is following him. Everybody feels like they can make plays now. Valdez Scantling is making plays. And Aaron Jones makes plays. And A.J. Dillon makes plays. Obviously, Devontae Adams makes plays. His line's blocking for him. So when the defense that had been carrying the day with pick sixes in the Rasul Douglas era right now of the Packers' defense... The offense picked him up and gave him a big enough lead for them to um, not blow, I guess is the word. And then Green Bay watched everybody behind him, with the exception of the Dallas Cowboys, because the Giants are the two words for it. And it really pains me to say this because I love the organization and I'm a New Yorker and I'm prideful about it. But they're hot garbage right now. Defensively, they are, you know, playing their 
guts out. And offensively, it's just a total abomination. So the Cowboys did what they had to do, which is win on the road. And they um, have an incredible defense, just a spectacular defense, (laughs) just like maybe the greatest defense they've ever had type defense. That's for real. They're young. They're good. They're balling out. But the rest of the other teams that are behind the Green Bay Packers, to use the uh, longtime late-night commercial phrase, have fallen, and they can't get up. At least that's Arizona. That's two in a row now for Arizona. One seed. They were the one seed at this moment last week, the one seed going into their Monday night game against the Rams. They were the one seed. They're now the four seed having lost to the Rams and then followed it up with a loss to the Detroit Lions, who will not quit on Dan Campbell. Really, I've never been more impressed by a team that's already eliminated (laughs) in the longest regular season ever. But the Cardinals don't have DeAndre Hopkins. That that was an inexplicable loss. They should have gone into Detroit – They have a better team than Detroit. They've got a better quarterback than Detroit. Well, they've got a better roster than Detroit. The better team in Detroit yesterday was wearing Honolulu blue. This kid, Craig Reynolds. I mean, the Lions are filled with players that have been given an opportunity on a National Football League roster and on a National Football League field. And Dan Campbell is talking them up, and they are buying what he is selling. St. Brown, two Reynolds, Craig and Josh. They're Reynolds rapping the opponents right now around Jared Goff, who had one of his typical games, only five misses, 26 throws, 21 uh, completions, 216 yards, three touchdowns. That's mad efficient. And Kyler Murray had only three rush yards, threw an interception. He's like staring down his receivers and giving the WTF body language more often than not these days. He looks frustrated. And what happened in the second half last week of just inability to execute and make in big moments and um, sometimes some decision-making is just uh, head-scratching. Cardinals have lost two in a row. And Green Bay thought maybe we're going to need to put that tie break on the table against Arizona that we hold in our back pocket. But if Arizona keeps losing, they're going to be on the road to start the playoffs. Because the Rams take on a Seattle team at home tomorrow night. They should beat. Rams could print a playoff ticket for you guys to go put on the secondary ticket market. Yeah. <laughs> Across the way there. Unless True you guys are actually going to go. True fans. Unless what? you guys are going to go. And guess, no, who's, go. guess go. who's still in the mix, too? The 49ers, who are playing like shades of 2019. Playing opportunistic defense and bone-crushing physical play on offense Debo and Kittle Kittle and whoever's running a ball for him not a wide receiver so the Cardinals better look out and then I don't know what happened last night to the Buccaneers (laughs) and I totally understand that when you lose your top two wide receivers and then your running back who's also turning into your third best pass-catching threat in Leonard Fournette. You lose Evans, you lose Godman, you lose Fournette. You're going to lose a chance to win a football game. Certainly against a division opponent that has got suddenly somebody's number 
named Tom Brady. Okay, they got that 12 in their back pocket in the regular season. Let's not forget what happened in the postseason last year. But let's also not forget that when Evans, Fournette, and Godwin were healthy, Brady was also still getting shut out. Give it up to Cameron Jordan in that defense. Okay. Give it up to that Saints defense that went in last night and put the bang thing on Tampa. Brady hasn't been shut out since 2006. Never at home. It's never happened where a team that leads the league in points gets shut out. Okay, in December, that's never happened before. The Bucks had won eight in a row at home, scoring 30 in each of them. And then they get the losing streak stopped by scoring none. None. None ya, as we tell our children at home <laughs> when they're asking questions that's not of their business. None your business. I know I just named Jordan's name, but you could name them all. They were all over Brady. They were absolutely in the middle of that field stopping things up. And Tampa suffers a home defeat. Look, I'll give you the nuanced approach right here. Can you call the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule up, please, for me? They're going to win this division. They're going to print a playoff ticket. This is coming. Okay? They're going to win their first division title since 2007. Even if Godwin's out for the rest of the regular season, as expected. Even if Fournette misses some time, as expected. Even if Mike Evans comes back and is even half a guy, they got two games against Carolina left, and suddenly Carolina, you want to talk about falling and can't get up, I mean, they are just absolutely twisted sideways right now. And they got a home-and-home with Carolina wrapped around a visit to the Jets, who they could beat with the team that they had last night, with Brady potentially blindfolded. They should... Didn't see, obviously, Arizona losing in Detroit or the Saints shutting out Tom Brady. But the Bucks are three up on the Saints with three to play. They're winning this division. They're printing a playoff ticket. The only question is, is do they avoid the dreaded fourth spot? Why do I say dreaded? Because whoever finishes with the worst division record is going to face the highest-seeded wild card team who should be a very stout second place team in the NFC West. I proffer to say that if they had problems with the uh, Saints last night, they would have some problems with the 49ers who are fast becoming with the Colts, the proverbial wild card team you do not wish to face in the first round of playoffs right now. So the Bucs are winning the division. The Bucs are going to start the playoffs at home. The question is, is what about the next one? Could that next one be at Dallas, who are the second seed right now? And then there's Green Bay sitting at home with maybe a better chance to win it all this year than last because the Bucs are banged up. And it should be noted that the report from uh, NBC and everyone else on the broadcast last night from Michelle Tafoya that Antonio Brown was in fact going to come back. I told you, by the way, didn't I? That Antonio Brown was going to be brought back into the fold. That came before all the injuries, by the way. So 
They need him now. And they, they, that's why they were going to bring him back and just say no problems with the Vax card and all that yeah, business. I think so. And um, they need him. They need him. We'll see how everyone healthy is going to be, how everyone uh, is going to be. It's really about a month from now is when they're going to need him back. That's when the first weekend of the playoffs will be right around one month from right now. We'll be playing playoff football. So Godwin, rest up. And same thing with Fournette and Evans because all they got to do is just win this division. But it's possible. It's possible that they finish with three straight wins and we'll see what happens with Green Bay the rest of the way. But Green Bay feeling good. Sort of like Billy Ray. Showing their <laughs> champagne glass right now to the beach or the boat. Billy Ray, is that you? Billy Ray was on the beach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Lewis was on the boat. Whichever one they want them to be, that's who they are. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. That's Green Bay at the top of the <laughs> NFC right now. After what just happened. Same thing with Kansas City. Same thing with Kansas City. More on that later. Overreaction Monday? Fantastic. Uh, so here are our guests. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, because um, I texted him right in the middle of the game when all three of these guys were out, and it looked like Brady was staring a hole in whatever camera that was capturing him, throwing every device, or just wondering what was going on in his life. <laughs> I figured this is the guy to get, especially since he's also broken two stories, the, the Antonio Brown fake vax card one, and Josh Lambeau getting kicked by a coach who said he didn't. Hey. So, uh, Urban Meyer spoke to my colleague, Ian Rappaport. I'll talk about that. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk will be joining us as well. He's an hour, too. Let's take a break. Minka Fitzpatrick, when we come back right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, baby. That's how we're rolling on this busy Monday. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. All right, back here on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit along with NBC Sports on Peacock along with NBC Sports Audio. Sirius XM Channel 85. Christopher, I'm not going to lie. I'll just look down. My uh, my phone thing is broken right here. Do we have our guy on the phone line we right do. now? We Fantastic. Do, we do. He's one of the best in the business. And the Pittsburghs does, uh, to use the famed Godfather 3 phrase, every time you think they're out, they bring themselves back in. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are currently sitting there at 7, 6, and 1 in the mix in this crazy mixed-up AFC in 2021 Joining us here is uh, from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Pro Bowler, Minka Fitzpatrick, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How are you, Minka? I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing? I'm doing I, fine. I called in, and, and all I heard was uh, screaming and yelling, talking about I caught the ball. Yes. All this crazy. <laughs> yes, sir. It was, it was uh, on uh, on our pregame show on NFL Network, NFL Game Day Morning, uh, on the demo field, which is right in front of the home of Super Bowl uh, 56, yeah. SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm out there catching passes, um, which, you know, not many hosts are asked to do, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I haven't dropped one all year. Irv, Michael Irvin's dropped a couple. So I, I, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm saying it with my chest these days, uh, Minka. Yeah, so yeah. I said, I'm they not going to, I'm not going to drop a football the rest of the year. And, um, I'm already one for one in that department. So catch okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> maybe it's because uh, you're not playing defense on me. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Did I see you on game day morning yesterday? Did were you arrived? Did you arrive in uh in uh, Alabama colors yesterday, Minka? Did I see Man. that? So 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 let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I lost I lost the bet to one of my homeboys and uh I had to dress uh I don't know if you've seen, you know, Steve Harvey how he yes. has all these different suits yes. and, and crazy uh-huh. you know, outfits. Yeah. I lost the bet, and my homeboy got to pick uh, two two uh, suits for me to wear that uh, that were fashioned by Steve Hart. So I had to wear that one uh, yesterday, the all red and with black shoes, looking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next week, I got to wear an even crazier one. So, can I, I ask uh, you what the uh, wager that uh, put you on the losing side was? Yeah, so, so, so you know, again, FIFA, the soccer game. Okay. Yeah, so we we played the best two out of three. He beat me the first time, and that was just for one. That was just for one, mm-hmm. one suit. Okay. And then I was like, d- double or nothing. So I, <laughs> I lost again. <laughs> okay, so, let so me got me for two. Let me ask you this: um, Look, you're a two-time All-Pro, Minka. So yeah. clearly, you coming to work with cameras on, eyes on you. Uh, that's a that's a that's a hefty price for you to exactly. put out there. What about exactly. your who's your friend? What 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 was your friend putting up that might be somewhat maybe? All, all, all he had to do it, it wasn't a fair it wasn't a fair bet. All he had to do was wear wear a suit that I picked uh, to work one day, and that's it. Are there cameras trained so on him did. coming to work or what? No, nah, he, he, he works he works uh, you know regular nine to five. Okay, all right. Okay. It, was, it was more. It was an unfair bet for sure. <laughs> <laughs> lopsided. It was, okay. It was just, yeah, lopsided. It was just more about the uh, competitive, competitiveness. Okay, uh, I like it. I like it. And who who's your who's your who do you play in FIFA? Who's your who's your guy that you play in that? I'm game? a Liverpool. I like Liverpool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Salah. So you're you're a most Salah guy. Exactly. All right. Exactly. 
Minka Fitzpatrick learning more and more these days. So uh, to what do you owe the resilience of your team, Minka? To what do you owe that? I would just say um, I would just say our, our will to, to find ways to win. I think, um, you know, a lot of teams, when, you know, they're down in my guys that we are, you know, when we have the uh, amount of you know, things going against us that we have had, you, you know, you see a lot of teams kind of fold and um, and not step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. But we've had a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperienced guys come up and step up to the plate. And we got Coach T uh, holding us accountable to the same standard as, as you know, the players before. And, uh because it's just a high standard that he holds everybody to, uh, including himself. So it's a combination of our, our will to, you know, keep pushing, keep fighting, uh, even when we're down big, even when we're, you know, still in the game, just mm-hmm. keep pushing. And, and also, uh, you know, just our leadership at Coach T. With Coach T, let's uh, let's talk more about Coach Tomlin. What does he do? What does he say that, that translates, that does resonate when when uh, you need it most? What does he do? Yeah, I think I – think, um, I think it's just how we move throughout the week. It's nothing that he says in the moment. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's how we move throughout the week. It's attention to detail. It's uh, communicating on all fronts. It's being transparent, you know, being open and honest about what we need to work on and, and you know, putting it up in front of the team. You know what I'm saying? And saying, hey, look, this is something we need to fix. If you don't get it fixed, you're going to find somebody else that can fix it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, that puts the chip on people's shoulder and makes them, and humbles him, you know what I'm saying, and he'll do it to anybody. He's done it to me before, he's done it to Ben before, he's done it to TJ before, he does it to anybody. So I think um, just moments like that. Um, and then just like I said before, just a standard of, of excellence that he holds everybody to. He's not letting anybody slack in practice. He's not letting nobody, you know, just <laughs> mope about throughout the day. It's uh, it's a high energy, uh, attention to detail uh, all throughout the week. What do you mean he's told you? He's told you, Minka Fitzpatrick, if you're not going to do the job, we'll we'll find somebody else. He's literally told you that before. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, he he say to me, you know, there's a point in the season where I wasn't tackling good enough. You know, what I'm saying earlier this year, and he didn't say those words exactly to me, but you know, he he's getting on me about it and saying, hey, if you don't fix it, you're gonna have to, you know, do something to change it up. You know, what I'm saying not put, you know, right. stuff like that. So, um, like I said, just just being open with me. You know what I'm saying? He wants to say, I'm going to replace you, but he's saying we got to find something, you know, to fix it. Well, yeah. I, I, and Minka Fitzpatrick here on the Rich Eisen Show, I, I mean, I, I'm not telling any tales out of school here when I say that Chase Claypool, your teammate, had quite a, a very long week. I know that sometimes it, it helps to have a mini-buy and have an extra time between games, but for him, I imagine that was an even longer week. Did you say anything to him? Any, anything? Or how did the team – uh, either talk to him or rally around him. How how, how would you term it, Mick Fitzpatrick? No, I mean I I think we all um, the, the dudes that need to talk to him talk to him. Uh, Coach T addressed it as well uh, in, in a fashion you know that I had just uh, mentioned. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? We, we learn from it. We move forward. Um, and he is up to him if he wants to you know change uh, and, and fix. You know, uh, you know, his attention to detail and, mm-hmm. and the way he moves throughout the game. So, um, you know, we're not, we're not a team that's going to be ragging on a guy or, or beating him up right. or something that he did. We all made mistakes. But, like I said, we're also going to hold him accountable. And, 
make sure it doesn't happen again. Do you have any thoughts on the subject of uh, music for practice while we're on the subject matter, Minka? Yeah. <laughs> no? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on I, that? Um, I, I don't know. I've been at teams where we had no music. I've been at teams where we had music playing the whole practice. I mean, I think the players determine the, the energy. Um, you know, Coach T decides to turn it off because we just warm up with the music and anyway. we okay. practice with it. All right, so it's not um, totally music-free once you get out on the field yeah, is what you're nah, saying. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, okay. so we got a little bit of music in the beginning when we're warming up All right. and individuals. And then once we start practice, practice, it's, uh, it's no, no sound. Was one of those teams that you were on that had music practicing Alabama Crimson Tide football? Or... No, we had no music. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had crowd noise. We had. Okay. All right. Very good. And I want to circle back with Saban in a second. Minka Fitzpatrick here on the Rich Eisen Show. So what, what, do you, what, what do you think you guys can do this year? I mean, you're still alive. It's really remarkable. The number of times where we thought you were down and, and out and, and, and this AFC just keeps on changing each week and you with it, it appears. How, how far do you think that you can go, Minka? With your opportunity here, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that takes it one week at a time. Um, you know, we got a big team in Kansas City uh, going out there playing them. Um, you know, I think they're, they're top of the uh, conference or their they division are. for sure mm-hmm. right now. So um, we got to go out there, play at a high level, compete, and win the game. You know, what I'm saying that's that's all that we can focus on. Just taking it one week at a time. Couple minutes left here with Micah Fitzpatrick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if you did get a chance to watch the Sunday night game, Saints and Bucks. Did you get a chance to, to I, see? I that? did not. I okay. Did not. There was a moment in the game where Chris Godwin gets knocked out because the, the Saints defender hit him low, and he caught him in the leg just as his leg was still on the ground, and 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 his knee, uh, you know, buckled and out for the game, could be out for the rest of the regular season. Chris Collinsworth, who called the game on NBC, former receiver, was saying how that's a defenseless receiver and perhaps hits like that should be uh, considered illegal. <laughs> You're laughing already. I give you the floor. Well, man. I don't know what they expect this to do anymore, man. It's, it's, man. I obviously don't want to get nobody hurt. You know what I'm saying? We'll be playing for, for, for Godwin. He's a great player. Uh, for speedy recovery. But at, at, this, at the same time, it's, I, I had a play last uh, against the Vikings, our last game. Why I hit a guy, clean hit, shoulder to shoulder, hit him hard, and the ref just threw the flag. And he was right there, you know what I'm saying, threw the flag on me. Right. And it's like, what what are we doing, man? Like, And it was clear as day, the replay, everybody, the whole stadium was booing, you know what I'm saying? We were at the Vikings right. uh, stadium. The whole stadium was booing. And it's like, you're, you're, you're a part of the football is 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 that it's, it's a violent sport, you know what I'm saying? People are going to get hit hard legally. People are going to get hurt. You know, you don't want, you don't will that. You don't want that, but it's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't play defense, it's like if I have to think about how I'm hitting this person or rather than just going for the ball, you know what I'm Obviously, I'm not trying to take their head off, but I'm going to let you feel me. I want you to feel me. I'm not just going to let you catch the ball and, and you know, make you feel comfortable catching. I'm gonna make, I want to make you uncomfortable. It's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? So, I think people need to. Uh, I understand you know, want to protect people, and want to make the game safer, but at the same time, you have to understand the type of game that we're playing. And all the players know what we're signed up for. All the players know that it's a hundred percent guaranteed. People get hurt, you know what I'm saying? Um, but there's just some things that it's 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 just, it's just hard, man. They're making the game real hard on defenders, uh, but. 
It is indeed. So, I, I hope that that never happens. You know, no, I know that. And, you know, Collinsworth obviously <laughs> played in a couple Super Bowls, so he knows the position as well. Maybe, you know, and, and here's the thing. It, is it true, though, that in that sequence in Minnesota that you were telling the official that you did not make contact with the receiver's head and you both watched the replay on the monitor on the big screen as it showed you did not touch him in the head as the ref was telling you you did? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, so they had the big screen, right? We were in the end zone. We were in like the two-yard line. Uh-huh. And I'm looking up. Clear as day. He, he was looking at me. I don't think he was looking at the monitor. Right. And I'm like, I'm pointing at the screen. I'm like, I didn't hit him in the head. And he, he goes, he like looks at me. He's like, yeah, you hit him right in the head. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, I just watched it. I'm like, oh, I gave him some kind words. And <laughs> kept the Careful. Careful. <laughs> Just don't stare. That's all I'm saying. Don't stare at the other bench. Yeah, don't stare. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No eye contact. I know. Uh, before I let you go, I'll, I've asked this question of uh, quarterbacks, mostly, at Alabama. Tua's answered it. Mac Jones has answered it. Now uh, Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback, has answered it. I'll ask you, what's the most upset you ever made Nick Saban, Minka Fitzpatrick? Oh, man. Shoot. <laughs> I got a lot of... Uh... Moments with him. Okay. I say I say when that, that made him upset, but it was also kind of funny. Um, so my junior year, yeah, we we're playing Texas A&M, and uh, we were we were up, I think like a couple points, mm-hmm. and they were kicking an onside kick, and I was the uh, you know the guy that would catch the ball on the left side yeah. for the onside kick, Hands and they block out catch the ball. So they kicked it right at me, and I caught it. As soon as I caught it, I looked to my right. And I see nothing but green. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And you, you're always supposed to just take a knee no matter what the circumstance is mm-hmm. uh, in that situation. So I, so I, I caught the ball and I looked to my right, see nothing but green. So I just take off running. Boom. Full speed. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to like the 10 yard line and I wasn't going to score, but I seen the kicker coming. So I just like kind of ran out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get to the side. Everybody's like excited. Oh, you know, great play. Blah, blah, blah. It's time. I get I get to the sideline. Coach Saban is just ripping me. He's like spitting all on my visor and getting into my face. And he's like, he's he he's ripping me a new one. But I think it was funny because like you know, nothing bad happened. But you know, he wasn't pleased with it at all. Do you ever go to him later on when it's all cool and you know everybody's cooled down from from the heat of the moment and just review like, hey, you know, I mean, I I still didn't score. I mean, we still got the ball. Better field nah, position. Nah, you didn't. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Because, you know, Tua Tua did that with him when he – the thing that he said that he made Nick the most upset was when he took that sack before, you know, throwing the game-winning throw to win the national championship against Georgia. He said Saban was so upset with him, and he kind of went up to him after the game like, you know, I I did make the throw to win it. He said it kind of made it worse. Kind of made it worse. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely make it worse. Sometimes you just got to know when to take the L and just keep moving on, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Well, you didn't yesterday, that's for sure. Thanks for the call, Minka Fitzpatrick. Let's do this more often, and I will be certain to have my eyes peeled on your arrival next week to see what else you, you have to wear <laughs> to wrap things up yeah, for your uh, wager loss. Thanks for the call, Minka. You be well. Appreciate you. You got that. It's right back at you. Minka Fitzpatrick, everybody, of the victorious Pittsburgh Steelers. Seven, six, and one. They are rooting for the Vegas Raiders big time today. Big are they time. not? Are big they not? Time. Are they not? Right? Because not they would yet. not. They would not be in last place. 
they would not be in last place. And that tie, that tie, you know, it kind of removes the tiebreaker against Cincinnati out of the mix. They've lost both to Cincinnati. All they got to do is just finish one half game in front of them. Right. So that tie gets them halfway there. Right? Cincinnati they can still has, win this division. Cincinnati has Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cleveland. Look out. And Cleveland could sweep them and win the division. The Steelers can just be a half game better than the Bengals and win the division. And, of course, the Ravens can win the division. And the Bengals were in first place in the division, so clearly they can win it too. Wide open craziness. Pittsburgh has the same teams left. Kansas City, Cleveland, and Baltimore. How about them apples? Whoever plays them better might win it. Unless, of course, Cleveland wins the division. (laughs) Right. I made it. Right? (laughs) And then there's Baltimore, who uh, at some point... Needs to stop going for two. Or might need to see a little more out of Tyler Huntley. I am not lying. I, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about this over the next couple days because there's a lot more to discuss right now. I have so many hot takes. How many teams but could Tyler Huntley start for? A right ton now? of them right now. <laughs> and who wouldn't? I'll say this. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back and I'll say a little bit more. <laughs> on That's a tease? Well, it's just like I don't, I don't know if I really want to get into it all right now. Because there's so much to discuss in the AFC and the NFC. There's Urban Meyer. There's you and your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. And then there's the issue of the MVP race, which is now, right now, seemingly a two-team race. And it's not all 12s anymore. Two-guy race. We'll hit on that. There's a third guy. That's coming up. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Your audience rejoins me in the middle of me recounting why Jonathan Taylor is an MVP candidate right now. Week 11 was his five total touchdown performance against Buffalo in Western New York when everybody thought he comes the Bills. No, it was the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. He was 32 for a buck, 85 with four on the ground and caught one in the air. Okay. Week 12 against Tampa. Now, they lost this game. Okay, he didn't have 100 yards rushing, but he did have eight carries for 58 yards late in the fourth quarter and a 10-play 75-yard drive. Eight of them were him running it between the tackles, I might add, against the Bucks, who nobody runs on. Okay, he tied the game. The defense coughed up the, the lead and the, and the Bucks won that game. But Jonathan Taylor, they rode him. When they needed it. They were up by a ton. Remember, 
the Bucks scored a ton unanswered, and Jonathan Taylor was the one who righted the ship for the moment. Week 13 against Houston, 32 for 443 and two scores. 32 carries. Who carries the ball 32 times anymore? Not named Derrick Henry. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, that's who. And then off the bye, New England, up 20 to nothing, comes back, makes it a 20 to 17 game. And that was fascinating to me as well. Okay, the decisions that the Patriots made to kick a field goal in a two-score game to keep it a two-score game. And it worked out because all the Patriots needed to do, because they scored on the good side for them of the two-minute warning, with a timeout in their back pocket, all they had to do was force a third down and put the pressure on Carson Wentz, who had connected on only five passes all night. Five passes all night. And put the pressure on the Colts that way on the other end of the two-minute warning. And with all the drama building on a second and eight, with the Patriots having burned their last time out after a two-yard gain on first down, Jonathan Taylor ended all the drama. Sick of the drama. And busts it up the gut for a 67-yard touchdown to wrap it up. To give him another 100-yard rushing game, which he had not had before toting that rock. And instead of this team being maybe... 7-7 seven and because seven, the Patriots would get the ball back and kick a field goal because Nick Folk's been on fire this year with the exception of that one that hit the upright against Brady way back in the day. But uh, instead of, let's just say, 7-7, uh, seven and seven, they're now 8-6, and six, and they're the five seed. And all eight of those wins, Jonathan Taylor's run for 100 yards. That's value. That's valuable. Getting stronger as that goes along, too. Who wants a piece of him? I will answer that question. Nobody. Nobody wants a piece of him. How huge is this Christmas game coming up in Arizona for both teams? Arizona's lost two in a row. You want a piece of Jonathan Taylor? Because here he comes to the desert. Oh, my. Trying to get his 12th straight game with a rushing touchdown I proffer to say he'll get it that's a that's a most valuable player candidate at the running back position and everybody thought it would come out of the AFC South and Derrick Henry no it's Jonathan Taylor and what a shame that Henry's hurt because I would love to see these guys neck and neck right now showdown right yeah could see it anyway Derrick Henry comes back because the Colts are making the playoffs that's for sure This team has got a good defense, and this team has got Jonathan Taylor, and this team plays good special teams. It would be a shock to see them fall off right now. It comes down to Wentz. Well. Do you trust him? How about this? I trust Jonathan Taylor. And if you stop him, you'll stop the Colts. It's kind of that simple. But Wentz has been playing some good football, and I'm not going to cast aspersions at Wentz winning a football game in which he connects on only five of his 13 passes when the Patriots team that they beat won a game with their quarterback connecting on only two of three. Yeah, but that was dictated uh, by know. the weather. I understood. <laughs> they just played a game in a dome. I know. And so guess what? This could have been dictated by what Belichick was dialing up. And you know what? The Patriots should have won that game because they, they dropped interceptions. The one that they held on to was, you know, was a tip ball that that McCourty caught. I haven't seen that many mistakes by a Pats team. There were it was filled. The Saturday night game was filled with the unpatriot-like mistakes, the proverbial mistakes of 
by the way, one of the first plays of the second half, I saw a great uh, video on Twitter breaking it down. Uh, the offensive line, half of them were blocking as if it was a, a throw and it was a run. Right. And uh, Stevenson ran into the back of his own lineman. Like stuff like that? Like you're coming out of halftime and the adjustments and you get that wrong? Yeah, I mean, that's two, not, I mean, that was wild. Out of a bye week? Yeah, two bad interceptions, penalties by the oh, goal man. line. Uh, you give up a block punt that results in a touchdown. Like, it just happened more often than ever so many this mistakes. year alone. So this maybe that's why Belichick was in no mood to uh, have a. I mean, by the way, I take this as a sign that they're they're uh, they're, they're having a, a good year because Belichick's back to <laughs> shutting the media down after after, uh, losses. after losses. This is how uh, it went down on uh, on Saturday night. Bill's been wearing the same sort of leather jacket. Remember, he was the one he was wearing this yeah, when Irv went up to him yeah. on the Thursday night game in Atlanta. So not bad. It's a good look. It's like a puffy coat. Yeah, it's kind of like a puffy, puffy leather coat. situation. Yeah, is it? Is it a pleather? I don't know. Uh, for those uh, watching on Peacock, you can take a gander. Go ahead. Obviously, we didn't do anything well enough to win. Didn't play well. Didn't coach well. Too many penalties. Fumbles, interceptions. Over 200 yards rushing. Um, yeah, play from behind the whole game. So, just nothing really good enough. Got to go back to work here and uh, coach and play better than this. I don't know if uh, it's, maybe you know what went wrong. I don't know. <laughs> so obviously, we didn't do anything well enough. Like, I just, I don't know how else to say it. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't play well tonight. All right, I mean, that is what it is. We didn't play well. We didn't coach well. Nothing was good enough tonight to win, so it wasn't good enough. Like I said it like five times, I could just say it another five times. We didn't do anything well enough to win tonight, including giving up 225 yards rushing. I don't think we coached or played well enough to win tonight across the board. Everyone, all of us. So then his media availability today arrived, and... Normally, that sort of answer and question from a Q&A would be doubled down on or be more the same, right? Usually, yeah. <laughs> but this happened today. Roll that, please. Look, fellas, I apologize if, you know, it seemed like I was a little short with you after the game. Um, you know, obviously a frustrating game. Down 20 to nothing, didn't do anything well enough. I mean, there isn't really much to say at that point without watching the film. Clearly, we had problems in every area, so, you know, there was no no simple answer, and, you know, every play could have been better, every every area of coaching could have, could have been better, every area of playing could have been better, and any of that would have helped, so... Um, you know, not, not really trying to be short, but honestly, there wasn't too much to say. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say now, but, you know, it's not your fault. It was a frustrating game. Wow. Belichick. Kinder and gentler. A new and improved Bill Belichick. It's the holidays. I mean. I'd, no, that would never happen. You know what that's, you know what that sounds like to me? Just to throw it out there. That sounds like to me 
somebody's lady in their life said. At home was like, yeah. hey, Bill. You were a little rough. Because that sounds like to me, like Susie would say to me, like, why would you, why would you say that? <laughs> Come on, you're, you're better than that. Or you're like, show and, your yeah. better side. Like, that would like to me, like Susie would be, when you go on the Rich Eyes and Show Monday, you got to say something. <laughs> Happens I've heard that many time, times Rich. over a weekend. I've heard that many, many times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, is that a Linda Audible right there? I don't know. Ooh, you better get up on Monday. But I like it. I like it. I like it. Because, the, you know what? That's his way of saying to the media, do your job. It's good. And we're on to Buffalo. And we're on, I had that queued up, by the way, when they were down 20 to nothing, in case anyone's wondering. They're, they're moving on to Buffalo, not Cincinnati, because that's how bad it was looking. And then the fourth quarter hit. And I'll tell you what, man, fourth quarter had some, uh, some moxie plays from Mac. That throw to Hunter Henry to make it 20 to 17 was ridiculous. That was Darius Leonard's arms that he got it past. Yeah, Mac's good, man. Mac's good. Which he could not do at the end of the first half, by the way. So file that away in New England. Can't win them all category. It's all right. Moving on to Buffalo. See how that goes. And you got a kinder, gentler Bill Belichick. <laughs> it's not your fault. Oh, stop. <laughs> <sighs> Well, it's better than Urban's The Losing Made Me Do It. Right.